Tony, $100. Live versus the field, meaning the winner of the Masters will either be a current live player or not. You're no. taking live or no, the field? No chance. Which one? So you're taking uh, the field? Give me the field, yeah. yeah. It's give not going to be Brooks, not going to be DJ, Cam no. Smith. No. Not no. Phil? <laughs> not not Phil, not Jake. <laughs> no, okay. not Phil. Okay. Uh, All right. Welcome back, everybody. No puts given. Chris Nickel, Tony Covey, Golf Spy, T Golf Spy C on the interwebs and those things. Tony, it's Masters Week on a scale of 1 to 10. How excited are you? At least a three. Yeah. It's like golf excited, right? It, well, I mean, that's fair. How, how excited are you when, like, the snow melts on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah, that's solidly like an eight. Yeah, so you're you're basically doing backflips. Yeah, I mean, I might watch a little. You know me, Ooh. not not a big TV golf guy. So uh, that's gonna come to come to fruition here a little bit later when we get to some of the mailbag questions. I did though. Here. I did sign up for the Peacock, which oh, what is that? Probably not relevant. It's just more. I'm ditching YouTube TV, so. Okay. I had to. I had to do something. Yeah. I get. I get lots of metric football with it, so it's all good. Oh, ah, the La Liga and Premier stuff, right? Premier League. Is that right? Yeah. Is that close? Yeah. I don't. I don't. La I mean, Liga is. In spite, La Liga is ESPN hat. Plus. All right. Oh. Oh. Know. All right. Well, so it is. We got a couple new things this week. Tell me a little. Like I said, it's yeah. Masters Week. We're gonna dive into that a little bit. Snell Golf. Snell. Golf, oh my god, yeah, they were gone back from the dead. The phoenix rises again. Where'd they go? What the hell happened? We're gonna get into that a little bit. Voki has a new ish something to little, captivate little your something attention. Special, little something, little something, at least a little something worth mentioning. And then, like I said, it's uh, it's Masters Week. I got I found this really old master shirt. Uh, in my closet. This is one of those like heavy cotton ones that if it gets wet, it weighs like 16 to 18 pounds. Um, yeah, so, no, that looks that looks like, very like vintage 1980 before we had high tech material kind of thing. It's one of those ones like where the collar stays up on its own. Like if yeah. you really need to do the pop the collar thing, it's it's uh, it's robust. It's heavy. It's it's, it's the kind of golf shirt I would suggest no one play golfing no never never but it's masters week so i'm gonna wear it it's not a shirt for a sweater i'm gonna i'm gonna wear it at least four days in a row this week tony maybe five yeah that's fair but alas snow golf so let's get into remember them (laughs) right it's like i said a little blast from the past so first of all where did they go we have not heard from snow seems like they kind of fell off the uh, face of the earth a little bit through no fault of their own which we'll get to but Where'd they go? Yeah, there have been, uh, pointed this out in the article, for the overwhelming majority of the golf equipment industry, COVID turned out to be a blessing. As, uh, as crappy as that is to kind of say, it, it actually has been a huge blessing for, for the golf industry as a whole. Equipment, certainly, we've seen, we look at the reports, sales up, 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 starting mm-hmm. to level off. Uh, rounds played up every 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 metric you can think of yeah up 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 um 
Snell Golf, on the other hand, ran into some supply chain difficulties, probably harder than most. We talked about Ionor Boom being in short supply and then based on... Which on is that. a material. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's your important. cover layer on two-piece balls, your mantle slash casing layer on three, four, five-piece urethane balls. So kind of an important material and... It was it was tough for Dean to get with the quantities, you know, the the size of his order, right? So kind of a, yeah. a low priority customer uh, to begin with, and then you know it, it, we talked about it a little bit some some priority changes at the factory. How's that? Is that tactful? Let's talk about yeah. Let's talk Is about that, that because you can't like I said you can't make a golf ball without ionomer. It's either the cover or it's a casing layer, uh, or three or three or four, <laughs> like you can't, right, yeah. yeah, can't make a golf ball without it. And when it's tough to get, you can't really make golf balls. So, okay, fine. There were two pretty reputable, if we, let's call it this, like in that DTC world, unless you own your own factories, you know, unless you're, you know, again, title is Bridgestone, et cetera. Uh, Taylor made getting into this area obviously now, but if you weren't part of that group, the only place to get cast urethane golf balls, which, again, one isn't necessarily better than the other, but a lot of people had a preference for it. TaylorMade is a cast urethane product. Titleist is a cast urethane product. Cal- or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Titleist cast urethane. TaylorMade cast urethane. Bridgestone injection molded. Callaway injection molded. Anyway, foremost... In NASA, right, were kind of the two premier. Those were the guys that did it, really. I mean, and it's hard to do, right? Hard to get right. Hard to navigate patents. I mean, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on that, you know, sort of dictates who can do what from a technology standpoint. So I'm sure that's a piece of it as well. But yeah, very, very few places in the world you can have a cast urethane golf ball made. Pretty much those two. And formerly Snell was with... NASA. NASA. So had that relationship there. Again, tight, good, inventory, etc. TaylorMade came in and... Acquired, purchased, and yeah. So acquired, purchased, NASA. Now it's what, TaylorMade Korea? Is that right? I think that's what it's been called. Yeah, that's how they branded it. Which makes sense. So now TaylorMade can control a little bit more of the the verticals within that control inventory. Now they are their own number one customer. Um, And given what they need to do at this point, there's not a lot of capacity there for anybody else, right? No. And that's that's still true. Um, Again, as much as I I think we're going to see things level off and maybe dip a little bit, we're still at a point where golf balls in particular, it's, it's very difficult for... For anybody, even Titleist, uh, TaylorMade, Bridgestone, you name sure. it, to, to keep up with with the demand to pump out as many golf balls as they would like. So if you are TaylorMade and you, you can't make enough to satisfy demand under your own brand, it becomes very difficult to, to justify kind of giving some, some time on the line to, to somebody else. Yeah, but they didn't. So NASA now again, formerly NASA, Taylor made Korea, whatever we want to term it. They did more or less shut the door, kick out, kick to the curb, shut the door on a number of other companies that had previously. 
maybe run some small orders through them, but not Snell. Snell didn't get caught up in that, right? You, we chatted with Dean a little bit, and it seemed to me he was like, hey, no, it's all good with TaylorMade. We have a great relationship. We didn't get kicked out. It's just it literally is. We only got so many seats at the table, and we got to fulfill those first. Yeah, it's a long line right now, and, and Dean sort of left the door open. They say, you know, maybe at, at some point in the future we'll go back. That that door is open to us, mm-hmm. but it, there is a again capacity issue. So until such time as as that factory either sizes up somehow or demand decreases, TaylorMade is going to make TaylorMade golf balls there, and yeah, that's, that's going to be the extent of it. So, that's, so we have kind of. And Dean was like, yeah, it is what it is. No hard feelings. It's a great relationship. Said the communication has been excellent with TaylorMade. So, I mean, I think think he would have preferred to be able to keep making balls and and trim them out and not effectively have zero inventory for the last several months. But, again, it is what it is. And so this is, you know, almost a a rebirth of sorts for the Snell Golf brand. Well, yeah, let's talk about that, too, because, you know, like I said, for a lot of companies – there are silver linings to what was otherwise very difficult time throughout COVID, et cetera. And, and part of that was the forced kind of hiatus almost from the ball industry for Snell and team when, you know, you've sold through whatever inventory you have, you can't get new inventory in. You're kind of sitting there going, all right, well, what do we do now? Um, so what did they do during that time? Well, first they made a new logo. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's better. I mean, I think in general, the, the whole, here we go, just grab a box and see it even bigger. So oh, there you go. go. Yeah. Um, yep. I feel like it's kind of been overblown people complaining about a logo because honestly, if you want to talk about the least important feature of a golf ball, I would, I would have to say the logo. Uh, this is an improvement for sure. In my opinion, I actually kind of like the, the SG thing they've done here i would have liked to see it yeah. kind of be almost bigger i think bigger mm-hmm. uh, maybe bigger bolder uh, and the tricky thing bigger. is i think like bridgestone and the the just the big b now i think it would look better without snell golf on it but not everybody especially right it's a brand new logo so if anybody finds this and it doesn't say snell golf maybe maybe you're smart enough to look up mtb <laughs> prime and and see what you've actually found but yeah, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And so I get, I get why right. they included Snell Golf on it. I think it would look way cooler if the if it was just a, a bigger, bolder kind of primary yeah. SG thing. But I mean, it, I get it, it. And as much as logos don't matter in terms of performance, you're totally right. But like, I mean, Vice has killed it in, yeah, in a lot what, of ways. What is that Vice lo- logo really? I mean, it's it's just script, right? And we it's are cool familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never seen it's, anything like it before. No. Have you ever seen it? No. Where else, Tony? No, nothing Where like else it at all. haven't you seen it? Yeah, nowhere. Hmm. Definitely, definitely entirely unique. Um, <laughs> anyway. Tongue firmly in cheek. Yeah. Right. So it is what it is. I, I think the logo's better. It's not 100%. I want to give it the 100% passing grade. It is better than the one before and ultimately consumers will decide we'll see but i think it's enough better not to be a distraction like i, oh, just, I like, can't imagine yeah. that anybody's gonna be like well, you know i really like the performance of this golf ball i like the price point but oh i just i just can't play it because of this look 
Maybe. Maybe that guy exists. I don't know. Possibly. But in terms of, okay, let's get into the, you know, important stuff. Okay. Yes, they they created a new logo, which, great, fantastic, but they were up to a little bit more than that because, again, some of this being forced, uh, you know, hand being forced a little bit from. Got time to kill. Time to kill and the factory shift going, okay, we got a couple different dynamics going on here. We need new partners on the manufacturing side. A lot of balls in the air. A lot of. Yeah, I'll see myself out. Thank you. Yeah, you will. I love dad jokes. So, but they came up with some new stuff, right? So Dean's a tinker. He's a very, very bright guy. We that's never been in dispute. Like he is a very, very smart uh, individual, particularly when it comes to golf ball design, material formulation, etc. What did they come up with? What in his little mad laboratory? Yeah. So. Kind of interesting, but this is the first time that they've gone out and done serious materials research on their own. So kind of not just taking existing stuff and, you know, time and temperature and and playing with the recipe a little bit, but this was actually going out, finding new blends, trying to apply them to new golf balls. And so you do have for the first time sort of a, I guess you could say a bit more proprietary chemistry on the inside, but, but certainly... Uh, yeah, just a different approach. We're gonna we're gonna start almost from scratch. We've got this time, so let let's see what's out there that we can maybe integrate into a new golf ball design. So it's it's the kind of thing larger companies do, and so it's you know I guess when you have so some downtime as Snell did, it, it was an opportunity, and it's one of those things where that big OEM experience, working at right. Titleist, working at TaylorMade, mm-hmm. it, it brings a level of knowledge in in that type of process, like. Dean knew where to start. And I think a lot of the smaller DTC brands that are just ordering stuff off a factory menu don't even have that. Yeah, I'm going to develop something unique. How do I do that? Well, yeah. And I think, like you said, larger ball companies have teams and teams within teams and dedicated individuals to do just that, right? Research new materials, test new aerodynamic patterns and their yeah, there are Const- groups within departments at, at every OEM. Like this, and that's like, all yeah, they do. Is, yeah, this is the material research group. They just go out and try and find cool new stuff that that may may or may not prove to be viable in a golf ball, or whether it's on the driver side, face materials and carbon layups and all all that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So they had to- some time to dig into that a little bit more. Came up with some new uh, formulations, and then. They had to source some new factories, right? So we yeah. we like we said we put in in our I think Ball Lab kind of bears this out. Like again, foremost and NASA uh, for the most part do a really really solid job, particularly companies that have a relationship where they can pay for maybe get some better QC QA measures and things like that. We've mentioned Maxfly and others where the balls come and they're very very consistently made, and now saying okay. We can't get access to that factory, but we know that we can't just put out crap, tons of, yeah, just, just junky, crappy golf balls and see what happens. And I thought so, it was interesting Dean saying that. He went out and, you know, got some, I guess call them prototypes or whatever, some some stuff made by some factories. And he was very honest. He's like, some of it was really bad and so it's like well that's not going to work we've got to find a way to 
to ramp up the quality here. And so that that's kind of where the next piece of it came where first seeking out multiple factories. And to me, that's kind of the yeah. interesting part of it where there are now two factories qualified to make snell balls qualified by the snell golf team. So making sure that they have processes in place, reporting infrastructure so that they can keep track and know what's going on. And, and if there are any issues that are, that are cropping up all of that stuff, which you, you would take for granted inside a, a Callaway factory, a Titleist factory at this point. Um, right. And to think like, <laughs> it's crazy to think, but some ball factories that, that are probably making at least DTC and maybe some stuff for, for OEMs as well, didn't have that stuff in place. So that was part of what, what Dean has been up to is working with those factories, setting up a qualification process, making sure that, that things are in place to, to reach a quality standard. Uh, so far, two factories. I think that's an interesting part of the story is right now, the, the standard MTB Prime is being made at a factory in China. We don't know. We don't know which factories yet. We'll, we'll figure yet. it out. Yet. yet. Uh, the MTBX is coming out of Taiwan. So you have different factories producing the ball. So I'm like, hmm, are we going to see any type of quantifiable quality difference between the two? And then as part of this, yeah, uh, he's looking to qualify at least two more factories. The idea being you can build in this redundancy. And again, hopefully everybody's making product as consistently as they should. But the idea is build in redundancy so you don't have this situation that you had with with the previous generation of MTB and MTBX where I had, I had one factory and when that factory could no longer provide a supply, that was it. That was, that was the end of inventory for <laughs> kind of forever. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. Without any certainty of when there might be new inventory, like, well, it's TVD, you know, and, and, and we'll kind of see, and we'll get to the proprietary part of it in a minute. Cause I want to ask you a, kind of a deeper question on that, but we talk a lot about aerodynamics. Golf balls have dimples, right? Dimples are important because of, well, dimples are what allow the ball to stay in the air a certain amount of time and trajectory. And, but, you know, dimples are what define or, or dictate the trajectory or, or the overwhelming majority of it. Yeah. So one, they're very, very expensive to, constitute right to create into you know a lot of the molds right that end up going for that so it's something that if you're making a ball on your own it's really really expensive impossible yeah cost aversive because you need to have the knowledge you need to have ways to test it you need to have ways to implement it design it um research it all those things which i said nope. I, I believe creating a viable dimple pattern especially a good one is likely the very the most complex thing in, in golf R and D. Yeah. And I, I golf R and D guys probably agree with you. Like, Hey, it, it's what separates, you know, this from that. And if we want to, we can really get, you know, down to that rabbit hole at some point, but with this particular one, so this was kind of that tweener situation as a three thirty two dimple pattern on both golf balls. Dean didn't design the dimple pattern. However, he BASF'd it. He BASF'd <laughs> it. He didn't make the dimple design. He made the dimple design better. How so? Yeah, this is, so we've talked about this. The idea of you can't, you can't just slap the same dimple pattern on golf balls with different performance characteristics and expect an, 
expect that both will perform as well or equally as well or as close to their optimal potential. Right. Again, because just like with a driver fitting, for example, you're ultimately combining ball speed with launch angle and spin rate to to achieve your optimum, right? That's the goal of a fitting is like, hey, let's maximize, get the most as we can out of this combination of variables and get you dialed in. Yeah, so every component matters. Right, and likewise with a golf ball, your spin is is covering effectively from the way the layers interact with each other. Speed is primarily the core, Mm -hmm. and then the trajectory, if you want to call that launch, it's splitting hairs a little bit, but if the trajectory is is driven by the that cover that aerodynamic package and so if that that package doesn't play nicely or optimally or something close to with the the speed and spin characteristics particularly the spin characteristics of the golf ball you're not going to get everything you possibly could and so it's, it's things like you know in this case what dean did was was take the kind of that stock dimple pattern and and play with things like the the depth of the dimples, the the edge radii, that kind of thing, and just tweak them subtly so that you could kind of tune the performance to match each one of the golf balls. So you know, if you were to look at them, they would appear to be the same, but there is some some nuance and, and some differences between what you get with each ball. Yeah, so it's one of those things, right, where it's somewhere in between this, you know, people all, all the time, right? You know, what's a DTC ball? Well, you guys talk about this brand is DTC and that one is, and it's like, right, there's a lot of gray area in between what that is. And, and we'll try to define it here a little bit better in a minute, but two models, both of them are three piece, both have 332 dimple patterns, again, moderated a bit for each ball based on its launch and you know, launch and flight characteristics. Right now, two different places of manufacture, so two different uh, manufacturing locations. You have MTB Prime and Prime X. So really quickly, run us through. What are the differences besides what the colors are? Is that green and purple? Yeah, that's that's fair. Like a a nice comforting lavender, perhaps. Oh, a comforting (laughs) lavender. We'll go with that. All Um, right. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting, but this is or something. Uh, <laughs> it's it's almost amusing because this is this is you wonder how it happens so often because we we hear it quite a bit in the golf ball golf ball space where right companies are like yeah you know with our, our private with our previous generation we we felt like the balls were too similar right and so this time we're gonna pull them apart and, you know I've talked about TP five and TP five X current generation I think I think we're gonna see them go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's kind of what Dean has said is with with MTB and MTBX non-prime versions of previous generation, right. there maybe wasn't the type of separation between the balls that made it easier for a golfer to kind of look at the performance characteristics, see it on a golf course, and say, "Oh yeah, this is like this is the Snell golf from ball for me." And so, kind yep. of taking them and, and separated them a little bit more. Venn diagram. Too much overlap, circles overlapping too much. Let's move those circles. There's always going to be some overlap or likely within that particular space, but we want them to be meaningfully different. Like you said, so the golfers can really, you know, get a couple sleeves of each or, or, or however they go about their ball testing process, see differences, feel differences, and like you said, ultimately reach a comfortable decision. It's like, hey, nope, Prime X is that better ball for me or prime is clearly the better ball 
for me. So they're both three piece, but how are these two different? So the, the standard prime, which is your, your black box, the black box MTB prime. So this one is going to be, of the two, it's going to be a little bit softer. We, on our gauge, call it low, mid-80s. It's kind of okay. in that Bridgestone Tor BXS range. That's probably, for me, that, that's kind of like that 83 to 85 kind of kind of ball. So that's kind of the okay. feel space. Talking compression with. numbers there, right? Those are Yeah, so it's, it's definitely going to be the one that feels softer of the two. It's going to be the lower flying, higher spinning as well, and that okay. that's really kind of off. The, you know, Dean says, "Hey, they're both low spin off the driver. They both spin really well around around the green, which is pretty much what everybody who makes a golf ball says these days." Right. Um, so I would expect off the irons, you'll definitely see the the standard MTB Prime spin a bit more. I expect you'll notice a little bit higher spin off a driver as well. Not high spin, but higher no. spin. Right. And then, you know, piece it together, right? The uh, the MTB Prime X will Blue fly box. higher, spin less. Again, I think you'll probably see it spin less off a driver, off irons. Greenside spin, again, supposed to be really good. Uh, and this one's going to have a firmer feel as well. This one on our gauge again. We don't. This is not thorough type of thorough Full measurements. Ball lab, yep, but right, yeah, yeah by any yeah. means. This one came right out at at ninety six, ninety seven in there. So, okay, the, your notable comps are Chrome Soft X and a Pro V One X. That's that's kind of the place that we're the the compression space we're playing with. Okay, so it's going to feel a bit firmer. And then kind of one other. I don't know how well this is going to come through. Um, on the video, but you can in in person you can see it. It's subtle. I can definitely see it this way. But yeah, uh, Dean has intentionally colored these a bit differently. So the the standard MTB Prime is kind of a softer, brighter white, and okay. the the Prime X has just a hint of I don't want to say yellow because it's not a yellow ball by any means. It's just like a warmer white. Um, if you've ever had to pick out contractor grade paint on a new house where what you have is, you know, you can, you can have your pick of these seven colors and they're all white. Um, right. That kind of variation, but a, mm -hmm. a cooler Why? white versus a warmer white. Why? Why the different colors? So Dean said it's, it's kind of convey that sense of feel and the idea of being like, you know, the, the brighter, cooler white looks a little softer. Okay. Whereas the, Slightly warmer white may look a little firmer to some, so it's kind of conveying mm. the the feel with the cover, I guess. Okay. So it's a little color you know, it's, research. It's interesting. It's interesting. In it's I, different. Yeah, I mean, it's the uh, one to dig into, right? Like, yeah, what? Uh, right, there's a bunch of research out there on colors and how it makes people feel, perhaps, and some of those things. So, but that's not one that we've really run into much before, right? Right, companies doing a designated tint shade tweak to evoke or try to align with a desired level of feel with the ball. So something unique, something different. Yeah, I haven't that's... run into that one much. So we'll go with it. We'll go with it. How much do these things cost, Tony? Because we've seen this increase, right? We've seen in some places when, you know, uh, go back just really quickly, like PXG, when they came out with their ball, both you and I said, eh, fractionally, mm. fractionally high for where we wanted to see it in terms of that, meaningful separation from top tier premium balls going, okay, 
My gosh, that is a no I still maintain 40 is too high. I know you do. So, but we've also seen other mm-hmm. prices creep up a couple dollars <laughs> like, here and I, there. I, I, mean, I might tell you 55 is too high for, for anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and companies will point to no doubt. I mean, you know, container costs, shipping costs, and things going up. 5x, 10x, even more than that in in some cases, and like I said, those those costs generally are passed along to the to the consumer, to you and me. Where does Snell come in? Thirty two ninety nine, so kind of right where he's he's been. It's where he wants to be. He's talking about wanting to provide that that value, and you know, I think Dean legitimately looks at it as like he's had he's had a good life, a good career, and that's doing no small part to to guys who play golf and spend money on on golf products and so he's yeah. always said like he wanted to give something back by way of an affordable high performing product and so that's that's kind of always always been kind of his his position in the market and, and mm-hmm. how he wanted to do things and so he's coming in staying there at 32.99 if you buy uh bulk you can buy in bulk five multiple thousand. dozen Yep. Five dozen for one forty nine, which quick math guys twenty nine ninety nine. Thirty bucks a dozen. There you go. Call it. And yeah, so that's it. And I get and... the sense, right? I get the sense people generally I mean I'd be interested to ask the manufacturers as well, but you know, beginning of the year, right? A lot of times we see ball companies do promotions, hey, buy three dozen, get one free. Buy Still some good ones going on right now. Still some good ones out Callaway, there. Callaway, Bridgestone, the Titleist one just ended, but there are yep. Strixon on double dozens on prior gen. So lots yep. of good deals out there. We actually have a post I threw up. I gotta I gotta take the, I gotta take the Titleist balls out of it because that is no longer applicable. No but longer. yeah, now is the time. But I think anyway. you know, my gut coming in, like I said, I whether it's thirty dozen, thirty three is that you know, dozen, but you know, depending on how many you uh, decide to buy. I think that's the sweet spot. I, I think that's a, a great place for, for that ball to be. And really any ball, when you want to make that story of, hey, I, I remember one of the very first times we talked with teams, hey, the whole idea is, you know, tour level performance. And at that point in time, it was like at half the price. You know, this isn't quite there in, in terms of the 50% amount, but it is a meaningful difference for the guy or gal looking to say, hey, I need – 98.9% of the performance of this or whatever. And I'm more than happy to maybe give up that 1% for 20 bucks in my pocket, my pocket per dozen. Happy to do that. I think that provides meaningful pricing separation for sure. So um, I have to have to give him props for that. I like that. And he didn't even, you know, granted it turned out to, to not be the best deal for, for long because of the inventory issues, but even when container prices climbed through the roof. Which they did. Yeah. Dean yeah. kept his prices steady. So even though he's paying significantly yeah, yeah. more to get the product here. Yeah, yeah. Yellow coming in August. So yellow is coming. Summerish. Right now. Yeah, Summer-ish, it'll, it's coming. It'll be some point. I don't know yeah. why I picked August. That just felt like I, I, a summer month. You say me, August but... or is that late? Sometime in summer. I don't know. But it's just uh it's just one of those kind of things. You gotta finalize the color and say, Yeah, this is this is the the tint, the hue that I'm going the hue. for, and then uh, because yellow, uh, as far as the USGA is concerned, is functionally a different golf ball. There may be something to that anyway, but 
Uh, got to go back through all those processes. Yeah, got to go resubmit and submit the yellow models to the USGA as well. So those will be coming once all of that kind of all the all the requisite hoops have been jumped through. Oh, son of a gun! Well, that's a lot. There's going to be more coming on Snell. The uh, like I said, it's it's kind of a rebrand, a relaunch. It's a new era. Um, glad to see them back. I think the DTC ball space is better when Snell is a part of it. Um, no doubt. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We got ball labs coming. We got other tests coming, uh, this summer with ball performance stuff. So no doubt that is not the last you'll hear from snow. We're getting closer to, to finalizing the, the big ball test plan. So yeah, we are big ball test plan, big ball test guy over there. That's, that's Tony. Last week we asked people out of 15th club kind of, Hey, what would you carry in your bag? Maybe I think Vokey heard us. I think Bob Vokey was listening in like, hey, you know. Have I got a bad idea for you? Have I got a terrible idea for the vast majority of amateur golfers? And we're going to come out with it. So what what do they got? What do they got coming out this summer? Late summer, August, I think-ish. Maybe that's why I said August on the one before. No. It just feels like August. Oh, I know. I wrote down, uh, you know what? I sent you bad notes. I wrote August, but it's Augusta. (laughs) Oh. So it's this week. (laughs) Typo. <laughs> no wonder I felt, isn't that funny uh, how you can change one letter? Uh, yeah, can change well, it from, just change that entirely. No, they so this changes is, from the very first tournament of the major season to, in yeah, Georgia to the, to the eighth Cup month of correct <laughs> to the uh, eighth month of the yeah. year. All right, so it's coming out. Oh, this week. Yeah, this is by the time this is on the YouTube's, this will be available. So this is. Folky does this every year. It's kind of funny, right? Everybody comes out with like limited edition gear for the Masters to celebrate the Masters, commemorate the Masters. And Folky's like, you know mm-hmm. what? We're going to come out with some limited edition gear designed to be played at the Masters. Right. And so right. what do we got here? Annually, it's some, it's almost always a low bounce wedge. Sometimes 64. We've seen T grinds. Um, uh-huh. We've seen a mix over the years. So this time, this is the 64 degree W grind. 64 dubs. 64 dubs. Like you said, well, you know, it's a low bounce, not a lot of heel uh, relief, mostly. A, you know, you know, mostly for kind of square face shots. Why soul isn't crazy mid-width, wide, mid width, kind of, kind of look at it as like low bounce K grind light. I mm-hmm. know not everybody's familiar with the K grind, but the the signature mm-hmm. feature of the K grind is this big wide sole. Yeah, really, really about as wide of a sole as you're going to find in a low bounce wedge. This one. Maybe kind of splits the difference ish between mm-hmm. the the K and the T. Kind of yeah, mid width, not not narrow. What's in between like a T? K and a T? The W apparently that doesn't work on the alphabet. Yeah, but just somebody needs to really think this stuff through. Yeah, exactly. But let I mean, me. Ask I, you a I wish I had one to show you, but I I did not get a sample. I don't know if I need to take that up with Corey or Aaron, but um, probably both. I. What I would do is I'd thin a couple wedges at AA Ron's car, and different AA Ron though. It's oh, I, that was I, I it was AA Ron Dill that I whose car I almost hit. This is this is other AA Ron, other AA Ron, yeah. That's wedge AA, the other wedge AA Ron. 
right? There's a lot of anyway. But here's a question. We've done so. Somebody else is watching. It's going. Why this wedge? Why? Like I get when people come out with driving irons for, let's say, the British Open or the Open. You know, it's firm, it's fast, it's windy. I need to hit something low. Blah blah blah. What is it about Augusta that makes we say, hey? Here's a unique tool for it's, the unique It's kind of funny because you mentioned the open where it's it's firm and fast. They need to hit it low, especially with the wind. Right. And, and Augusta, it's it's kind of the same setup. It's firm and it's fast. Mm-hmm. But because we're talking about going into greens now, it's I need to hit it high. I need to get it up fast. I need to get it down soft. Yep. And so that that's kind of the idea of the, the 64W is this, you know, get up fast hand guys. Hit it straight up in the air, let it come straight back down, and not necessarily be at the mercy of Augusta's bikini wax greens. That's right. I oh, should. hey, oh, now I... you're never gonna get <laughs> was... an invite. But it's <laughs> right. It's these delicate. <laughs> that was talk. the case before I said that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably fair. Uh, but it's this kind of case, right, where you have you know around Augusta, you have very very tightly mown areas. Uh, I have never been to Augusta, nor have I ever tried <laughs> as to, I, as I have heard, <laughs> as I've heard really really tough very very demanding around the greens from chipping pitching perspective and so having a very deft touch and being able to hit very precise chips and pitches around the greens is you know exceptionally advantageous right and so giving you a little bit more loft a 64 degree and giving you some of that low bounce and low bounce characteristics you know this is a tool that is you know, like I said, uniquely designed for the conditions that A, players are going to run into at a venue like Augusta, and B, are touring professionals that have this, you know, requisite skills to use such an implement, which, you know, like I said, I'm sure plenty of uh, amateurs will buy it. It's limited edition or whatever the case is, but it's uh, it's probably something best left in the hands of um, not me. <laughs> yeah, even at, even at the tour level, this is not an every week wedge. And I think if you kick the tires and ask around, I think the the lob wedge, your your highest lofted wedge in, in any given bag is the one that sort of gets that would be tweaked the most often to mm-hmm. depending on the course condition. So not an everyday wedge for sure. I mean, just looking at it, I think it'd be a hell of a lot of fun to play with. Sixty four degree. I'd love to give it a run, are, right? I mean, yeah. They're a lot of fun because of what you can do with them, but but as we touched on, when it's it's such an easy club to miss, it's it's easy to put a blade into it, it's easy to to hit it a little high on the face and have it go nowhere. So it's uh, I, I don't I don't know that anybody's going to be hitting taking a full swing with this anyway, <laughs> even at and the, hitting it twenty eight yeah, yards. Yeah, even at tour player ability, the margin for error on that is is absolutely minimal. So I think this is going to be kind of your gentle little flops and things like that, and, and yeah, know, maybe trying to get out of some deep bunkers and things like that. But yeah, not an everyday wedge. Potential to be a lot of fun. Um, jet and- black, jet black premium finish. You know, not is, the best finish. It's the next best finish. Next best finish. Best of what's around. And then watch this. Watch what happens. The forecast, we're seeing some forecast stuff for some wetness, rain, some of those kind of things, which could potentially render this particular club not ideal. I, I think you would be less likely to flirt with, uh, with the 64W. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll but, see. 
available. Folky Wedgeworks, uh, custom order. Some retailers may have inventory mm-hmm. while supplies last. And, you know, uh, it's going to sell out. Light Thank up you. your torches. Okay. Here we go. Yep. 275 it. bucks. 275? 275er. Ooh. Yep. So fired up. People are yeah, going to I mean, respond strongly. This is this is what you get when they don't make a lot of them for retail sales. So And they'll sell out. That's the other thing I'm convinced of that will also happen. So that's the equipment stuff, Tony. I dug up some questions. Quick hitting, like I'm talking three, four minutes total. I just need quick answers from you. Are you ready? Five questions. Okay. Ready? Number one. On a scale of one to ten, like we said, you're not a big go to golf tournament guy. I'm not. But on a scale of one to ten, Augusta being a bucket list item for you. One being, eh, whatever, I don't really care if I ever go. Ten being if I don't go before I die, my life is not a my life is not complete. Seven ish. It'd be cool to see, but it's not like if it never happens, I'm not I'm not heartbroken. Life will That's go on un, 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 until I die, at which case it stops going on. But you get the point. For me, it's a 10, maybe an 11. Yeah. You yeah. haven't been, right? Nope, never been. I'm going to go at some point. I may just, uh, may just I mean, show we up. we got to know somebody. Got to know somebody. All right, what menu item? The menu there is is famous for things. What menu item would you either add or take off if Tony was czar of Augusta? menu for oh, the day what would you actually want you know i know i know people to like to kind of hate on the pimento cheese but it's they do uh, i would i would keep that mm-hmm. just on principle apparently the the peach ice cream sandwich thingy is that's kind of the one delectable so. yeah i mean just be... looking at uh, see i'm i'm good like i like a good egg salad yes Yes. Can't go wrong with a club sandwich. That's yeah. You know, I'm, let's. I, I could ditch either the chicken salad or the ham and cheese. I see the ham and cheese one for me out. I mean, so it is somebody... when you kind of look at it. It's the one that's sort of like, eh. All right, we just felt like we needed a ham sandwich for whatever reason. Right. I. You can kick that one out for me. That, yeah. That's totally fine. All right. Here's one for you. A bet. Hundred. They need a smoothie though. They need some kind oh. of. When you said what should be added, yeah, Augusta needs a signature smoothie. I don't even know how they've stayed in business this long without one, frankly. <laughs> but um, yeah, All right. Augusta needs a signature smoothie. That's what I'm adding, and it's it's not because I'm going to Smoothie King three times a week now. Like no, I would add I would add a milkshake. Absolutely, okay. the Augusta shake, like the Harlem shake. You could do like a video for or whatever, but be the Augusta shake. I don't know. Be kind of fun. Remember when TaylorMade did that? Like they yeah, did I do. I, we got to find that video and post it. I mean, it's fun. Like I want to mock them, but congratulations. It was awesome. It was, it was memorable. So that's, It was phenomenal. Uh, all right. So I saw a bet on one of the betting gambling sites, and they put the over-under in terms of Tiger's finishing place in the tournament at 42 and a half. Would you take the over or under on that? Do you think he's going to finish – Better, higher than 42nd and a half place, or do you feel like he's going to finish lower, worse than 42nd (laughs) and a half place? You know, I think if it was if it was anywhere other than Augusta, I'd Uh probably I'd take the over. 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna give Tiger the benefit of the doubt at Augusta here. I, I'll 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 take the under. I don't I don't think he's gonna win, but yeah, I mean top forty. I think I feel Basically, like Tiger asked, can manage yeah. top forty at Augusta. Yeah, yeah. I think he will yeah. unless. The cold, damp weather thing becomes more of an issue than. That's kind of what's done him in right in recent times since the accident. It's kind of kind of the kryptonite. Another bet here, Tony, hundred dollars. Live versus the field, meaning the winner of the Masters will either be a current live player or not. You no. taking live or no, the field? No chance. Which one? So you're taking uh, the field. Give me the field. Yeah, yeah. It's give not me... going to be Brooks. It's not going to be DJ Cam no. Smith. No. Not no. Phil. <laughs> Not, not Phil. Not <laughs> no, no not Phil. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm taking. No. I'm taking the field as well. Last yeah. question. Yeah. Kind of well, one to two. What's the best piece of Masters themed gear? Because, like you said, everybody and their mom comes out with stuff at the beginning of the year with that. And to me, what's really fun is trying to see companies negotiate not getting the legal letter <laughs> from the department. So, like. Right, like you can't use the logo, Ooh. like the organization of the, Ooh. you know, the the yellow, the green, the white. Like they're very particular about what you can say and and can't say, and uh, we've certainly run afoul of that at times. I so will, like, you know, I will, I will tell you what though, in terms of cease and desist letters, uh-huh. the the legal team representing Augusta National and the Masters is as polite as you could imagine. It's you know. It's about as because they know you'll comply. I mean, I'm sure. Like they don't I'm sure it, it escalates if you if you do not comply. But right, yeah, I mean, it was in terms of what are typically regarded as threatening letters. The the letter we received a few years ago from Augusta Nationals legal team was this is non threatening as they come. So I was like, okay. yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible, yeah. right? Like it was, you know, whatever. But do you see anything out there this year, Tony, that really piques your interest? You know, a lot of it is a like, all right, let's let's paint it green, or like it's all it's all terribly predictable, and everybody does it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I will say, yep. yep. Uh, if I had to pick some, we've got a post. We can link to the post. So Connor's done a good job, our soft goods guy, of of keeping track of all of the limited edition stuff that's that we're seeing, soft goods, hard goods, whatever it happens to be. And so at this mm-hmm. particular juncture. I would expect we've got another two days of stuff trickling in, but right I'm now, sure. my favorite is the TaylorMade TP5 Picks. Oh, season opener golf balls. Okay, so I like that. Yeah, I you like know, that. a little bit of not just the uh, not just the the requisite azalea, but then to kind of take the big T bug letter uh, logo and flower that out as well. Yeah, well there's done. So many. God, well there's done, so many. TaylorMade. There's so many good ones. I decline free shipping on your website, by the way. (laughs) I love seeing a lot of the shoes, and those are fun. But uh, I give the nod to the TaylorMade staff bag. Largest reason being, one, I actually, last week when I was in Carlsbad, I got to see it in person. And they knocked it out of the park. And in particular, like when you unzip it, they did like, you know, linings inside. And so it's cool. They did. They did a really, really cool job with it. But like I said, it's just like, I'm always like. Uh, another green staff bag. Clever. It is. Okay. It's clever. All right. Last question, Tony. Oh God. Who's your winner? Who's going to win it this year? Pick a winner, Bobby. Oh. You know, I knew this was coming too, and I didn't. I didn't give it a moment's thought. 
I know it's kind um, of an obvious question to ask around a major tournament. Man, it might I, be like, you know, let's who's um, going to actually? I, I love the, the idea thing. of Rory winning, but it seems like man, just you know, let's go with Justin Thomas just for fun. Whoa, yeah, just because. Pull it out Might as well. There. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I think if it gets cold and stuff, we're going to get uh, something like the Zach Johnson year when it's cold and wet, and kind of maybe a player that you're not necessarily. We're kind of due for one of those, right? Like the. Mm-hmm. The, the not Scotty Scheffler, not, yeah, not kind of like one of those Danny Willett, what just happened kind of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might be. Yeah, due. so so I'm uh, as much as I love the you know big players playing well. Max Hanma would love to see him in there. Would love to see you know Scotty Scheffler. Did you say Hanma? Well. Did you? Yeah, my, Max Homa. There Max you go. Homa, Max Hanma. New <laughs> <laughs> he has a new licensing deal, Mister Augusta. It's such an easy uh, mistake with what we do. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we'll see, I, I, am thinking it's going to be, I want to see like, like a Tommy Fleetwood, you know, somebody where maybe just not totally on everybody's radar, but has had a pretty strong year playing well. And then you catch lightning in a bottle. You get the Danny Willett year, you get the, the Zach Johnson year, you know, if it's playing that long and you're laying up like Zach did famously on all the part, you know, par fives, um, with how they link in 13, look at guys that play really well from a hundred, you know, a hundred yards and in, uh, could be somebody like that. It's kind of what I'm thinking. We'll see. I don't know. I'm going to watch every minute of it. So I'm going to watch, you know, from, from, uh, first thing I can get on ESPN plus through all the recap at, at night. So if you need any notes or things, let me know. Um, uh, but I will be, I'll be in it for, you know, 13, 14 hours a day, whatever I can do, um, to get in there. I know you won't. God bless you. Well, between the two of us, we watch an average amount of fourteen golf. hours a day. <laughs> Between the two of us, we're very average. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess that makes it of, seven. So, yeah, plus yeah. or minus. And we are off next week, so don't come looking for us next week. We're gone. Uh, but the week following, we'll be back. We'll be Maybe back. some new stuff. I don't know. We're talking, talking about tweaking things a little bit here. Little uh, tweaks, little so things. Anyway, that's that. Um, let us know, leave a comment and let us know what you think about the new Snell logo, major talking point for whatever reason. So there you have it. Let us know. We'll rock and roll from then until next time. Golf by T, Golf by T, Chris Nickel, Tony Covey, some stuff's breaking in your house. Tony, you should go figure out what that is. But until then, we're out. <laughs>